Musicians Real Talk, Season 1, Episode 15. My quote for this episode is from Craig D. Lonsborough. Greatness is born of ordinary men who decided to work extraordinarily hard. Hi, and welcome to Musicians Real Talk. I am your host, Glenn Douglas. Musicians Real Talk is a podcast which serves to provide life stories and information about musicians performing in and around the Washington, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia areas. Understand musicians, they go to the job, they set up, perform, break down, and they go home. Rarely do they get a chance to share their musical life stories. Well, the Musicians Real Talk podcast aims to fill that void. Today is a special edition of the Musicians Real Talk podcast. My guest today in every sense of the word is a true Washingtonian. He was educated in the D.C. public school system, even graduated from the University of the District of Columbia with a degree in library instructional systems technology. Most of us know him as a broadcaster on WHUR radio on the campus of Howard University. Hosting shows like the original Quiet Storm, Joe's Place, Spoken Word at Joe's Place, Gato Licks, which aired on WHR World. He's also the producer for the Washington, D.C. version of the Tom Joyner Morning Show and was the music director for HUR Voices on Sirius XM. I'm sure I've missed some other shows. Hey, everyone, welcome to the Musicians Real Talk podcast. Joe Gorham. Hey, man. I, I have something. While you were talking about that, I I was also um wow. This is back in the day, man. I was also the uh line producer for um the celebration uh to get Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday um become a holiday. Wow. So wow, wow. this there's the last event that they had down on the mall with uh Jesse Jackson, Stevie Wonder and all of them. Yeah. I was like the the, the 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 line one of the line producers for wow, that, wow. that whole thing. And we broadcasted um other radio stations around town. I mean around town, around the country. They 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 hooked into our, our feed. Wow. So it was us that presented that to the world. Oh man, that on is radio. so cool. That is so cool, man. Yeah. Now now um, Earlier, before we started the podcast, Joe and I were talking about uh, uh, Tacoma Station. Yeah. And they were talking about the day to time when I was playing, and, and Stevie Wonder walked in. And just so happened, that was that same day. That, that Because that was right around the time they had that march. That yeah, explains that, that, why, why he come. That, that's, I was tired. <laughs> I said, man, I ain't going up there tonight. <laughs> the next day, that? somebody said, man, you missed it. <laughs> Say what, man? Stevie came through Tacoma Station. I said, Oh yeah, man. oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gave a forty-five minute concert, impromptu. You're not gonna get that everywhere. How about that? How about that? Hey, man. Um, let me ask you this: How does someone who majored in uh, library instructional systems technology build a career in broadcasting? Well, what actually happened? <laughs> I'm not disparaging anybody, <laughs> but let me just say this: at the time. Um, I actually got into radio before, long before I went to uh, the University of the District of Columbia. Uh, I got into radio when I was in uh, station in Korea. Oh, okay. Uh, some brothers over there 
I met them. They worked for Armed Forces Radio. And we were going through some things, you know, teaching me how to record and, and to read and all those things. And I was horrible. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so um, wound up coming to, to UDC and uh, majoring in, 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 in the subject matter that you talked about. And the reason I did, because they didn't have, um, they weren't teaching radio and stuff like that. They were teaching film, okay. television, okay. but they didn't have anything in, in the field of audio. So I felt like um, that was the only thing I could do that would put me around ah. around that, that, that industry. Right. And uh, as luck would have it, UDC had a... Um, Courier Current Station, which is a low-powered radio station, and uh, this guy that was I was in class with over at uh, OK100, well, it was WOOK back then. Um, he was the general manager. Oh, and so yeah. he saw some of my work, and he knew I was coming to UDC, so he asked me to be the program director. Oh, okay. And so I wound okay. up being the program director. I never, I never, I don't believe I ever had an air shift. On uh, UDC's radio station, so, the, the uh, student so, radio yeah, station. Yeah, uh-huh. But I was, you know, I, I did what I did, oh. and uh, and at the same time, I was secretly working at WHUR, twenty five dollars a month. Doing whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the, no, wait a minute. <laughs> at, we uh, Jerry Phillips used to have this show called uh, 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 once a month called the Breakfast Club. Okay, uh, the Morning Sound Breakfast Club, and I would do the Breakfast Club once a month with him. He paid me twenty five dollars, but during the week I would go over and learn how to work the equipment. So I became his tech, his tech person. I would, I would interview, I would kind of interview or let everybody do their shows, right? And I would put it together. So when oh. he'd say, when he when he'd say, oh, here's Betty Franklin and here's um, Ralph Fouché. Their voices were already on tape. That was me. They put their voices oh, on man, tape. Oh, man, cool. So that's, that was my introduction to WHUR and to working at WHUR through Jerry Phillips. But all that started with the Washington Saturday College. Okay. Carl Ferguson was teaching the broadcast class. Jerry Phillips was one of the instructors. And um, who else? Gene the Rockstar Phillips. You know, they they yeah. lend a help a helping hand. Um, uh, what's my boy's name? Alexander. I can't think of his first name right now. He beat me up, but uh, <laughs> uh, he was a news guy, and that's how I learned, man. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a beautiful thing. Oh, I'm sure, man. I'm I was sure. horrible though, but it was a beautiful <laughs> thing. I'm serious. A- Angela Robinson, who who used to work here at Channel Five, she was out of Atlanta. Um, she called me up my first night working at HUR and told me, you're, you're the worst jock I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Why did they give you that job? <laughs> and I was nervous, man. But three years later, she called me. She said, baby, she said, I, she said, I can't go to sleep unless I listen to you at night. Wow, wow, said, wow. Cool. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Had to get better. Say, say, yeah, well, I guess I guess 
It's the only way. The only thing is, you can go is up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you feel the bottom. You can't go nowhere. Bro, right about that, man. I mean, so when did you know that broadcasting was going to be your career choice? Um, I kind of, I, I, I kind of didn't because I, I played music when I was. Oh man, from the time I was, I played guitar from the time I was 13, 14 years old. Until I was 18, mm-hmm. just before I went to the Army. And then when I met when I met the guys from um, Armed Forces Radio, I, that's what sparked my interest. Ah. I said, well, wait a minute. I said, you you get paid for Doing this? talking on the radio? <laughs> yeah, you know, because I used to be the MC from, for, I had a band, then I worked in my cousin's band. So I was the MC for the band, so... I was used to talking. Right, it was right, just, right. If you put something in front of me for me to read, oh, that wasn't going to happen. I, I my reading, <laughs> my reading skills were not up to par at all. I, you know, some people might have said, "How did you get out of college? You, you read like that?" Was, yeah, I, hey, look, you know, hey, it happens to everybody. Yes, it does, man. It, <laughs> it happens to everybody, man. Trust me, trust me. I, I, I can tell you some stories. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, yeah. that's what I mean. I think I think being in Korea and being introduced to radio sparked my sparked my interest. Um, and then when I came back home, I heard this guy who was on WOOK, and he was talking about how he got started, and they hired him there. And I said, I need to go meet these people. Yeah, and yeah. I went and met Carl Ferguson. I said, "Man, you really don't understand. I really want to be in your program." He said, "Okay, well, calm down. <laughs> we have classes on Saturday." <laughs> and I said, "Okay." So I went. I went. I went from, and I wasn't even really professional then, but I went from being a, a, a novice to um, the students at Washington Saturday College had a Sunday show called Sunday at Seven. Mm-hmm. I wound up being the producer. Oh man, cool. So, I, you know, I was kind of ready, but when I got to the, when I really got to the big boys, yeah, I was like, okay, I, I'm nervous now. Yeah, I was going to ask, man, what, 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 what was that first experience like, man? Oh, the first was- experience, I, 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 I'm happy you asked. I'm not going <laughs> to name any names to protect the innocent, <laughs> but I will say that we did one of those breakfast clubs one morning, and after we finished, we packed up everything to take back to the station because it was a remote at the uh, at the uh, it used to be the Harambe Inn and then they changed it to the Howard Inn yeah I remember that um, yeah. I was with Jerry Phillips and <laughs> Patrick Ellis then I, I just said I wasn't going to name yeah, it yeah name. you did but you, but you okay. might as well go ahead yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, basically they got me drunk oh no <laughs> <laughs> they got me drunk and I I uh, I knew that I was I was going to work. What shift was it? Three to seven. Yeah. And so I, you know, I went and uh, we went in the studio. Patrick came in the studio. I'm trying to wreck is already playing because Robin just left. Robin Holden. I'm trying to cue a record up because back in the day you used to have to cue records up I'm trying to put the needle on the record man and my hand is shaking and Patrick says you alright I said yeah I'm alright 
And I'm zzz, doing all this. Finally, I got the record queued up. He said, good, because if you said you weren't nervous, he said, I think something was wrong with you. But remind, remember, I was drunk my first day on the radio. I That's all I remember. And I got to, I got to the point. I got to the end of the show. Um, and I think, yeah, the Daily Drum. The Daily Drum came on at six then. Yeah. So it was three to six. And uh, man, after I got out of there, I, I I had the biggest sigh, and I said, one thing I'll never do, I'll never be drunk again on the radio. On the radio, yeah. I was so, gonna say, man, that, that must have been the longest three hours. I, you know what? I don't remember <laughs> it being the longest three hours. It it was just that I just wanted to get it over with. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's all. I just wanted to get that first day over with, and, and then after that, the, you know. Everything started, and uh, I was on my journey to get better at what I did. Yeah. Because what got me in there was persistence. Yeah. I was like, come on, I really want to do this, general manager. I said, man, when are you going to hire me? One day, he said, man, hire this man so he would leave me alone. (laughs) Well, you know, it's a uh, saying that a buddy of mine has. It says, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you you know, and, and, and... I learned this later on in life because uh, women used to tell me this all the time. A closed mouth don't get fed. And that's true. That's and right. uh, I, I guess I was not a closed mouth at that particular time because <laughs> I'd sneak up on homeboy. He'd, he'd look around. He didn't see me. And he'd be walking to his car. I said, hey, man, how you doing? You can see his shoulders go up. Like, what am I going to do about this guy? He keeps bugging me. I mean, I would leave school just to go... Just to go over to H U R to just to just be around and right, talk to people, right, right? And I always went to his office to say hello. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, not gonna get rid of me. Yeah, there you go. There so you they go. had to hire me. Yeah, there you go. And the rest is history. Yeah, man. Yeah. So Melvin Lindsay of H U R was credited for launching the Quiet Storm format. Um. Can you speak on why it was so popular? If I told you this secret, I'd have to kill you. Well, I'm, 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 I, I, I really <laughs> like wanted, that. You really want to know what it, yeah, why yeah, it's yeah. so popular? Yeah. I, and, 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 you know, anybody who listens to this that's from a competitive radio station, uh, maybe you might learn something because I got a thing about program directors and thinking they God and stuff like that. Right, right. The secret to Melvin's success was Melvin played what he wanted to play through whatever mood he was in at the time. Wow. Okay. So his mood, his music translated through the radio to the people who were listening. Right. He never planned it or nothing. He just, he would, he, if he had a good day, you're going to hear some happy love music. Right. If he had a bad day, or 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 he or something went wrong within the relationship, or you gonna wind up crying, man. Yeah, you know. So I got a story for you. Okay, I was sitting in for Melvin one one Thursday night. The next day we went on a ski trip. I get on the bus on a ski trip, and uh, this girl is on the bus. She said. Didn't you host a quiet storm last night? I said, yeah. 
He said, you made my girlfriend cry. Uh-oh. I said, well, what did I do? She said, the music you were playing. She got all emotional. And I said, well, then that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, there I you mean, go. I'm supposed to make her emotional yeah, one right. way or the other. Yeah. You know, um, my cousin told me one time I was doing my show. And this guy was getting ready. He was packing his bags, getting ready to leave his, his lady. And I said something or I played something. And he stayed home. Wow. So when I realized that, I realized the power of what you say can really change another person's direction. And you, and being a radio announcer, you have no idea in knowing that you did that. For better or for worse. Right, right. No, you're absolutely right, man. I mean... Because I mean, it's almost just like musicians, you know. Right. That's the reason why, you know, a cat's up there playing, and and, and because we're we're emotional when we're playing, right? We you have no idea. Wait a minute. The, some of the musicians, uh, some musicians know how to emotional. play from feeling. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let, 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 <laughs> let, let's clarify that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> but you know, you, you 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 can play something, man, and all of a sudden, man, you can change a whole person's perspective on what they were thinking at that time, man. Right. Because you touch you touch them here, you touch them in the heart, right. you touch them. It, it might it might just be a tinkle. Yeah. On a tinkle on the keyboard right. or, or something and you'll say ooh yeah. and it'll just hit you like that yeah, yeah. you know and, yeah. and and that's what that's all about man and once you that once you know that you have that kind of responsibility it's scary because then you you just can't be joking sometimes and saying whatever you want to say sometimes you got to be careful and mindful of what you say I um I'm not going to say the name, but there's a comedian that's on the radio. He's kind of uh, gets a, a guest spot sometimes. Okay. So I was playing playing in the band, and we were backing him up. And there was a guy that was sitting up front. Maybe the guy was having some emotional problems or something. But some reason why, some for some reason, this comedian just decided that he was going to center his attention on this guy. Mm. And you could see it. <laughs> This guy started rocking back and forth. I was like, <laughs> "He's gonna come after him." <laughs> yeah, man. I was, I was like, "Dude, you need to leave him alone, man." <laughs> man, because you just. But again, you just don't know. You don't you know. know. You know. You don't, you don't know. know. I used to like to do this. There were two or three songs that I used to love. I used to love to play, and uh, people would call me up, man, and bust me out. Uh, this this guy. I'm going to tell you what the songs were. But this guy called me one night and said, man, you wrong. You are so wrong. I said, <laughs> I said, what? He said, man, I had this girl at my place, man. And we was about to get into it, man. And you just messed all of it up. And I said, well, what are you talking about? And this is what I played. I played Love Won't Let Me Wait. Then I played... Um, uh, it was like walking the line. Then I played uh, this song called Femme Fatale. Oh gosh, and Femme Fatale. Um, <clears throat> you, you had you had they were talking on the phone, and and they were all all of it was in French, right? And they you know they were supposed to meet each other, and they met. And he do do do. He knocked on the door. She let him in. 
and they were in, they were in the bedroom or wherever. Later on, you heard this big knock, boom, 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 <laughs> and and she said, oh, and she said, oh, and all of a sudden the door opened. She said, pow, 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 and then, and then you hear, and then you hear the sirens coming, right? And then I played the Jones girls, let's be friends first, then lovers. I messed dudes whole night up, man. I messed this whole night up. And I was trying to do that. I was actually trying to do that. Because I, at that point in time, I knew how powerful, if you get into a, a segue of music and you get people listening, you can take them. You can oh. take them wherever you on whatever journey you want to take them on. Dude, let me tell you, man. I mean, we used to pile into to my buddy's uh, 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 his father's uh, station wagon mm-hmm. and go down go down down to Haynes Point I had a little drink and all that right. had ladies and 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 it's like hey man look it's 7 o'clock quiet storm <laughs> quiet <man>. storm <laughs> yeah cause you know Melvin was going th- you know it's really crazy man that when um when I wasn't working or, or or on my way to work and you would go through people's neighborhoods people had their um, transistor radios mm-hmm. out on the out on the porch and that's that's largely what you heard all the way to work that's right that's right it's a quiet storm that's it that's it yeah you know and so uh I have to say Melvin and I were responsible for a lot of children in this city. I was gonna say, man, it, millennials. I'm telling yeah, you, buddy, yeah. don't come for me. Don't look at for, no. Don't look for me for child support. <laughs> I was just doing my job. If you, if you between, if you late, if you late thirties on down, yeah, yeah, it's quite possible. But the other other part of that, though, man, when it, Melvin Melvin had a um, he just had a niche for for picking music that radio normally didn't play mm-hmm. that sometimes you wouldn't hear during the day right but you would hear it at night and that was uniquely Melvin um because no other station in town played Beulah Jean by DJ Rogers right uh nobody played Sylvester You Are My Friend right you know that was that was Melvin's stuff uh and the biggest one was the image of you by Scott Jarrett. Yeah. And nobody else was playing it. You know what 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 what's really interesting is how how Quiet Storm it originated here in DC but it just seemed to to go across the nation and and, and all those those urban radio stations. Yeah, that, that's because there were a lot of cats um that tried to say that uh, Oh, you know, we started the Quiet Storm. No, you did not. And and anybody that knows how the Quiet Storm started knows that that was the original Quiet Storm. Right. And right. Uh, um, the one thing I don't think, I don't know if it is now, probably is now, uh, patented. Oh, really? Um, because that's why it got to the point where... We didn't call it the Quiet Storm anymore. We call it the original Quiet Storm. Okay, right. So that's how that happened. Oh man, that's a great story, man. I mean, you know, Melvin Lindsay, man. He's, he's 
He's a pioneer. Oh, he's a beautiful human being. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. So at some at some point, you uh, you began hosting the, the Quiet Storm. Mm-hmm. And how much preparation uh, would go into something like that? Well, was it, I didn't. I didn't, start, I didn't start hosting the Quiet Storm. What happened was, I would sit in for Melvin. Um, because being working overnights, you could they could put you on different shifts. So why not put your strongest person in one of the strongest spots? Right. Wow, I must have got good quick, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, yes, you did. <laughs> so uh, I didn't prepare, man. I did. I did what I heard Melvin do. I wow. went in, and yeah. if I if I was going through something that day. Oh, we're gonna put it down. You gonna you gonna be mad and love TKO. <laughs> the whole town's laughing at me. Yeah. You know, uh Gloria. All that stuff. Anything that made you mad, lo- you know, love on two way street, court of love. But it, you know? it but you know, what was interesting about that man was that um HOR had its own it, it's like it had its own sound. Even though yeah. Even though you know you're playing all this music, but still, because, it's just see you asking me secrets, man, and I'm not supposed to be telling you secrets. <laughs> you're retired. The secret, the secret, yeah, but the radio station still exists. Right, 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 right. But it's not like that anymore. So I could guess I could tell you. We played. The music was there. We played what we felt. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you put on. That's the way of the world by Earth, Wind, and Fire. And what's your follow-up? Well, my follow-up would be, okay, if I'm playing That's the Way of the World, doom, 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 you know, deliver the word by war. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. What you gonna follow up that with? Right. You know, Summer Breeze. Oh, yeah, man. Osley Brothers. Yeah. So... You had the you had the material to do that. You had to, it was incumbent upon you to tell the story, right. and and that's what we did. We told stories even during the day in the music we played. We told stories with mm-hmm. the music. Oh man, that's so cool! Man. You know, not just slap on anything, right? We told stories. So, did the the program director have anything to do with what you played, or it just back said, in this the day? Was... Back in the day, it was an open format. We okay. played whatever. We played whatever was in the studio. There was never, uh, there was never a list of music we had to play. Whatever was in the box, right. or whatever was in the library, we played. That's why you'd hear Lee Morgan, uh, uh, um, uh, Professor Bird, Donald Bird, yeah, Noel Pointer, yeah, John Lucien. You know, you just didn't hear all R and B, right? You right. heard, you heard some what. They refer to now as neo soul. I don't know what they call the new stuff, but you know that's what we played. So if you knew how to blend all of that, man, you know yeah. you, you blend some mini Ripperton into some into some John Lucien, and so it, it, as music evolves, people said, "Well, I, you know that's old music." I said, "It ain't old." I said, I said, why you say it's old? Well, it's old. It's irrelevant anymore. I said, well, okay. Well, let me let me do this. Let me do this for you. 
I'm gonna play a John Lucien song. I'm gonna play Jinji by John Lucien. Then I'm gonna play I Go Crazy by Will Downing. Right. And then I'm gonna play um, a song by Gregory Porter. And you tell me it's old. Tell me that whole that whole little three records yeah. right there I play oh, no, ain't gonna move somebody. It's it's music, man. Yeah, it's music. I hope you've enjoyed part one of my conversation with Washington, D.C. broadcasting icon Joe Gorham. Look for part two next week. Music for this episode comes from my CD, Sketches. I would like to thank Dale Preet for the artwork and Kenneth Dickerson for the photography. For more information on the Musicians Real Talk podcast, go to www.glendouglasmusic.com. And remember, music is God's gift to the world. It is not your invention. Musicians Real Talk. It's real talk. It's real good. Thank you.